welcome welcome i'm i'm really glad doing this with you um yes please introduce yourself because i don't even know if i want to introduce you what am i going to say i'm going to say hey hi meet favor favor is this favor oh, okay, well, what are you who are you what are you <laughs> uh, i am who i am by the grace of god um hi everyone my name is favor badaiki um i like to add my middle name now because i feel like i've obviously i've been living in town for too long so my name Omonimi is favor badaiki. Omonimi badaiki um i am i don't know what to call myself but i'm just a human being and i'm god and yeah i think that's all i can Really, that's like the summary. I don't know what else to say. He, mm. A human being and a child of God. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That that's good. So this hymn you you sent to me, I'm not going. To, I've never heard of it. Like <laughs> when you sent it to me, and I saw the title, so I was like, ah. <laughs> it's my favorite favorite theme for for reasons that I didn't even know, but it's my very. Very. I think I, the reason why it's my favorite team is just simply put, I can relate. Like I just relate so much to that hymn, mm-hmm. and I love it so much. Like even if I was singing it in church, I'm just like I get not excited, but I get very. Ah, I just love it. But yeah. I was surprised to hear that you you haven't heard of it before. I'm like, ah, serious. <laughs> no, no, we're going to talk about that. Well, yeah. Um, I would normally I I start with the prayer, so I'll just be doing that right now, and then we continue father in the name of jesus we thank you for the work you're doing in each of our lives thank you lord for um this conversation we'll be having and lord i pray that yeah i pray that your word would bring life even in the midst of us speaking to one another and i pray that whoever listens to this as well the Lord, as they listen, they would be encouraged. The Lord, as they listen, they would be they would be blessed and they would be transformed in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord, as they listen, they will be able to say no to the voice of the enemy. They will be able to say no to the desires of their flesh in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. like you were saying it's it's quite relatable i mean yeah like more it's quite relatable as a matter of fact i i was thinking of like starting this particular conversation by like reading out the entire thing in the case some people don't go get to go through the whole thing and yeah because i think it's straight to the point it's a straight to the point in like I don't even need the melody, right? So I, I, I didn't even bother going to check out how it's how it's sung or how it's sang, however they say it in English. Because like it's just yeah, it's just what it is. And um it's just what it is. So I'll be, I'll be reading it out for for those who may not be able to go through the entire So verse one says, Um, yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some order to win. Fight valiantly onward, evil passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, he will carry you through. The chorus says, ask the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you, he will carry you through. Verse 2, shun evil companions, bad language disdain. God's name hold in reverence, not take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest, kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus, he will carry you through. Verse 3 says, To him that overcometh, God giveth a crown. Through faith we would conquer, though often cast down. He who is our Savior, our strength we renew. Look ever to Jesus, he will carry you through. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a very beautiful, um, yeah, like we're even saying, like, even without the melody, I mean, anyone who, yeah. <laughs> Everyone should be able to relate to this. I, I, I was going to say, if you really need to hear some nice instrumental or melody to like vibe with this song, then I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's for you, Shabo. Like without all of the melody and outside all of the sweet voices, it's it's a hymn that um, shoots straight to the heart of people. Anywho, the, the name of the hymn is Yield Not to Temptation. Um, Yield Not to Temptation. So you mentioned that it's been yeah it's relatable for you so please expand on that yeah 
Flores, yes, expand. <laughs> I mean, it's relatable for me because um, there have been a few times that I've yielded to temptation, and I, I I look back and I understand the repercussions or the or I look on the I look back at those experiences and I see that wow, maybe I should have really not yielded to that temptation. <laughs> maybe I should have. You know, ask like the, like the chorus says, ask the savior to help you. Maybe I should have really asked the savior to help me, or maybe even the savior was actually trying to help me, but I did not, you know, get the help because sometimes, really, I know even sometimes, every time, I personally have no, I've I've seen that like every time, whenever like we you know yield to temptation, it's not because God wasn't there to shield us or to help us or to or to guide us or to give us the greatest strength that we need to not fall asleep or do that wrong thing, but it's that we're not even sensitive enough to you know to discern or to listen or maybe even I've had times whereby really I I, I feel like God said something clearly to me, but I just like I just put it aside like ah nah let me just go and do what I want to do right and then I'll now it's after I've now done that thing. I've done that thing and I'll come back. I'm not like people, but really, didn't you hear? Like, <laughs> were you not like that God was speaking about this thing? And that's when it used to pay me the most. And it and it, that's always the case because, like I said, it's really every time that I look back, I see that God was actually speaking to me about listen. Oh my god, it really hurts. Like it makes me feel like, oh, why did you do that? But yeah, um, that's really why I why um I say that it's relatable because I've seen, you know. You know, the I've had such experiences with myself where, you know, I I yielded to some certain temptations, and you just, you know, the 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 consequence it wasn't just good. But I I love this team a lot because it's it strengthens me. Um, it's not just strengthens me, but it instructs me. Um, it corrects me, like it encourages me. It just does a lot of things in one at the same time. You know, mm. telling me not. Temptation, telling me to ask Savior to help me, telling me to fight, telling me that God will comfort and strengthen me if I ask Savior to help me. So He does a lot of things in one um, for me, and that's really why I I relate to it and I love it a lot because really that's what God does for us. God, you know, is there to you know to guide us, to give us the grace, but He's also there to correct us, to rebuke us. He's there to strengthen us. He's there to bring us back to Him. He does a lot of things, you know, at once for us, um, which I feel like you know is relatable to this hymn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. That that was my experience with like going through it as well. Um, that was my experience with going through it as well. And I was even thinking about it tonight. It's like sometimes we like to we, we pray like um oh God help me, God help me, God strengthen me, God strengthen me. But really, that prayer it's not really because at that moment in time we have like it's our words that would may go to say, ah, let me help this person or let me strengthen this person because God is always willing to do that. I was watching a video yesterday and something um, yeah, it was yesterday, yes, I was watching a video and um, they, they said something in that video that I found very interesting, right, said um, like the idea of like, ask and you shall receive, right, it's not like you mean, it's, God is not God is not um, the genie in Aladdin that's just going to answer whatever you ask for, right? So sometimes when we see that our prayers are not being answered, it's like what our prayer is supposed to do is is actually change us, right? So that we, we don't become a version of ourselves that God would answer our prayers. So when we are saying like, God help me, God help me, really what the other prayer takes us to is to a place where we become a people willing to receive God's help. Because like you said, he he's always like, I mean, I, I don't well, I, I don't speak for everyone. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> whenever I've done wrong, right? Uh, whenever I do wrong or whenever I've done wrong, right? I always, sometimes, even in the midst of doing what is wrong, I can tell that, God is trying to pull me back from that very action. But then, yeah. as usual, normal, normal, you go ahead and <laughs> you do what you, you do. That, you, you do what you do. And um, at that point in time, you're then like, why did I do this? Why? There are times I'm even doing wrong, and I'm asking myself, damn, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. In that moment, you're doing it, but you're like, what are you doing? But well, you're still doing it. Oh, you're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my, it's terrible, I know. <laughs> yeah, like what are you what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm still doing the same thing, right? And so even when I'm done, it's like I always say my, to myself, it's it's not because yeah, God just closed his eyes and he looked away from me, right? He's he's always there and he's always present to to help, right? But then it's whether we are willing to leverage on that help, so to speak. It's like a famous famous statement about how it's one thing for your parents to pay your fees to go to school. It's one thing for you to put in the work to pass your exams because they won't do that for you, right? So, and then, yeah, and, and another thing I think I, I like the hymn for, it's, it's the part where it said, each victory will help you some other to win, right? So yeah, oh my God, that, that part, that part is one of the earliest parts of this hymn that really, really spoke to me. And I really love that part because of did I cut you? Do you want to say do you want to continue? Oh god. Okay, right, thank you. I can read, I can like I really love that part a lot because of um Matthew chapter four, the temptation that Jesus Christ faced um mm. in Matthew you see that like satan tempted jesus christ i think it was three times right Mm -hmm. and each time the first time that he overcame the temptation i i I feel like he got the strength to overcome overcome the second one and then to overcome the third one if he had if he had fallen for the first one there really be no to be no strength to you know overcome the second one so the thing about you know being victorious in in um in temptation is that like each time you are victorious it gives you strength for the next one that you're going to face Right. Yeah. If you are able to you know, overcome the temptation of lying, you know, there's something that is like when we are building muscles, when people that go to the gym, when they build muscles, it's over time you find that you have more strength, more energy. I don't know how that works. I don't go to the gym. But I believe that like each time you are able mm-hmm. to overcome one temptation as a Christian, you are able to overcome the next one because you have not, it's not, you didn't fall the last time. So why would you fall this time around? Right. It take you more 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 energy, more effort for you to fall the next time. And that's why really it's very important that we're not just overlooking the smaller, smaller things because yeah. those are the things that build strength for us to overcome the next one. And, and that's why I really like that um, story of um, Christ and Satan when he was being tempted. The fact that he overcame the first one, the second one, and the third one. And after that, Satan had to leave me alone. At some point, that thing, that, that, that thing will go. He will leave you alone because if you are resisting something, even the Bible says that when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Mm. <laughs> but by the time you resist, he will keep coming back. He will keep coming back because that he, he's, he's, um, he wants to see you on the ground. He wants to see you perpetually on the ground. You know, mm. so if you if you he keep kicking you there. But when you resist him, at some point, he will just leave you alone. Maybe he will come back later because he doesn't really leave us alone forever. Ever. Yeah, Maybe he will come back later. <laughs> but that's a you know, period of time and for that particular you know, situation or circumstance, we leave you alone because you have really yeah. resisted it. So that, that I really like that line that says that each victory will help you some other to win. It's very important that we are victorious in temptation so that we are able to also overcome the next time again mm-hmm. that the enemy comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's for me it's it's like the concept of consistency. Because yeah. I mean, um yeah, it's it's the concept of consistency and, and just the same way when you resist it helps you to win. Um, the reverse is also true. When you don't resist, it helps you to lose the next one easier. <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what leads you being, into addictions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're being weak little, little by little. And you, you might think, you know, at the beginning, you might think it's nothing. Maybe a little bit of lying today or a little bit of watching something that is not, you know, you know, uh, morally, you know, right or something. But the next time you feel, you feel like... You know, going a step further is not a big deal, and that's yeah. how you go down the, the whole of you know. Just you just yeah. wake up one one day and realize, oh my God, I did that thing. I did the big thing, but you didn't just do a big thing. You already doing smaller things, and you did not you know take yeah. the time to you know ask God to give you the grace to resist it. And that's how it really works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it's a, it's a concept that both God and the devil, yeah. They, they understand it very well. Um, they understand it very well. So, like, even with God, like, when he's roping you in, like, to get closer to him, it's like, yeah, he's, he's very okay with you taking those tiny steps, right? It reminds me of this um, Maverick City song, Baby Steps, My Child. Um, to me, mm, I love that song mean, a lot. To you, they mean nothing, but you make daddy proud. So, like, God even understands that. So, sometimes we, it's like, we want to, and it, it's, it's a psychological concept as well, funny enough, right? It's like um, 
we there's there's this I don't know I think it's a human thing to want to like go all out at once and do something like something very huge at once right but then yes. you're able to build more capacity when you uh-huh. do it from the um standpoint of consistency right so instead yeah. of instead of running 20 miles today and probably not doing anything tomorrow because you're too tired it you be better oh. off running a mile today a mile tomorrow consistently over 20 days it's still 20 miles yes it even took you longer but the truth is that which took you longer is also more beneficial than that which you just did at once because you do it at once and what nothing happens um again after that so i, I think it's just that concept of consistency like for every moment you're able to say no to temptation and it, it just gets easier right for everyone who has experienced addiction on one level or another you would you notice that <laughs> it would have been easier for you to say no at the very first time you engaged in that habit. It would have been easier. It would have been easier to say no like this to the very first lie you told. But now that you're 20 lies into lying. <laughs> Even the enemy will start telling you, like, what's the point? You've already said like two, like two or three yeah. lies. So why do you want what, what's the difference now? Why do you stop lying? Like just go all out and do it. And that's it's very, very, very easy to do. Like fall into that trap of like, oh, I've done it before. Like and nothing, maybe nothing even happened when they did it. So like I've done it before, I can do it again. Or what's the big deal? Like I've 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 told 10 lies. The eleventh one is not what to kill me. Yeah. For 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 me, I think what the enemy has used for me in my own situation is the moment I'm no longer able to keep count. Right. It's like mm-hmm. let's say you start I start lying, right? I'm able to keep count like, oh I lied today. Oh I lied tomorrow. Oh I lied. I've I've told five lies now. So if I'm able to keep count, it's harder for me to do it, right? There's there's a bigger resistance for me to say no or to say yes. But the moment I'm I lose the ability to be able to keep count, basically what that means is I've done it so long, so much, I can't I can't count anymore. It's just then easier for me to like, okay now. There's no streak I'm trying to break. There's no, there, there's nothing. There's there's really no hope. <laughs> let yes. me just indulge in this habit for as long as I, for, yeah, let me just indulge, indulge in it. And it, it's really a trick that he, he knows how to use. But then God also knows how to make it work for him. So like for every moment, and I think when I read, I mean, it's like the third and fourth line of the song so for everyone who, who goes to look at the song that's the third and fourth thing you see basically it's like it just hits you immediately you start reading the song like for every moment you're able to say no it, 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 it's a step further and in, in the right direction it's a step further in the right direction right right but, but outside of these lines like what other line do you, do you think you like from the hymn um they are like, when I was having this discussion, they were like, I had like really just even a few minutes before we started. Because I, 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 I prayed before, like we got on the course, so I, I want to just come and say it. nonsense. <laughs> but there's some things that came to my mind, uh-huh. <laughs> that came to my mind. And I felt like, you know, I'm kind of dividing it into like three ways, but I will get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for another line that kind of um, speaks to me a lot is the Sean Evil Companions. Mm-hmm. Just that shown if evil evil companions. See, I've learned that in this life, the Bible is very correct. Let's not even take it for granted. If you haven't taken it for granted before, don't do it again. <laughs> the Bible is very, very, very correct. See, the Bible says that bad communication corrupts good manners. Mm-hmm. It did not say that good communication corrects bad manners. So I don't know how to put it, but it literally says that. But see, it is that that that's that verse is telling us that don't even try to be in the, in the company of, of bad of bad communication because you will not it will corrupt you. Like no matter how you know strong you think you are, no matter how Christian you think you are, no matter how you know you think you have the, the power, the energy. Sometimes wisdom tells you to just leave certain environments, leave certain places, like leave certain situations, because you think you are strong. The Bible says that let he who thinks he stand, takes it lest, lest he fall. You think you are strong, but when you want to fall, you will not know. Mm-hmm. Like when you want to fall, like it would it will it will let you know like that you're not that you're not that strong. 
of your own self. If God has given us the wisdom to, to escape a certain situation, it's not wise for us to want to remain there because we think that we have that same God. Do you mm. understand? So he says that, you know, to shun evil companions. If you, an evil companion here is not just, um, obviously, not just about you know, friendship or anything. It could be any, you know, situation at all that we find ourselves that, that we know is capable of... in our hearts. Yeah. Exactly. Anything that we know that's capable of leading us to sin against God is an evil evil companion. And if we... Compa- com- companion is... When you say someone is a companion or something is a companion, something you have taken, you know, people are probably as a close friend or as something. So if mm-hmm. we begin to take those, you know, evil, evil suggestions, you know, to ourselves, then we're not showing bad companion. It's very important if you want to be able to yield not to temptation. It's mm-hmm. very important for us to shun evil companion, you know, take ourselves away. What's the word now? Intentionally remove ourselves from the environment of sin. I mean, sometimes we're in this world, so it's not as if we can just kill ourselves because we don't want to be in the world anymore. <laughs> we're in this world. It's not, we're, not, we're not going to be able to always, you know, we yeah. go to school, we go to work. There are always unbelievers around and there are always sinners around. But really, there's sometimes that even yourself, you know that this place, I should not be there. Yeah. This person, I should not be talking to this person. This this discussion, I should not be having it with this person. We know, but we, in our mind, we just like you know, let it slide and let the moment pass by, and that's how we can rip ourselves in. But it's very important that we're intentionally, you know, you know, taking ourselves away from from places and and circumstances that we know it's capable of leading us to sin because we are not as strong as we think we are. We have God, but. At that moment, when we are in that place, we are relying on ourselves. We're not as strong as we think we are. If God has given us the wisdom, we should better use it to flee from yeah. those companions so that we're not, yeah. you know, putting. Because I, feel, I, I know that, like, it's the time that, you know, if you, you feel, I feel like you feel worse when you realize that you could have done something better. If mm. maybe the thing caught you unawares a little bit, maybe you will not be. You say, ah, I didn't know. But when you know, when you look back and say that, ah, I could have done. It's like when you. You know, you'd not read for an exam. You know that you'd not read for an exam, and you fail. I feel like uh, is that a, maybe that's not really a good a good example. Sure, maybe that's not a good example. Okay. Yeah, I think example. what you're saying is like basically, if you know and you don't do, and you don't do it, if you yeah, if you feel worse when you don't know. Yeah. Yes, if you was when you don't know, so it's better to like you know really just like conclusion. Sure, just take yourself away from from evil companion so that you don't lead yourself into sinning against God. Mm, yeah. It reminds me of this scripture where Paul was talking, sent a letter to the church and he said, um, like, yeah, I think basically paraphrasing what he had said to the church in that letter um, was that he's not, he's, I mean, you can't leave the world like you were saying, right? You can't leave the world. But like he was telling them specifically to like avoid people who claim to be believers, but they're mm-hmm. not acting in accordance with the faith, right? Because, I mean, you would work with unbelievers, you would do business with unbelievers, you would do all sorts. Like, with unbelievers, if 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 you're working with God with unbelievers, you would know to be very... Yeah, let me just put this in contemporary terms. You would have your guard up. You would be alert, right? You would be alert because you know you're around unbelievers. But... With believers, yeah, you tend to be a bit, a bit more vulnerable. Your your guard may not be so upright, and then yeah. um, in cases like that, and you're doing that because you're among brothers and sisters, people you that are supposed to share the same values with you. But then it's not always the case, right? It's not always the case, mm-hmm. and and yeah, part of what I'm saying is is because another scripture that came to mind when we were talking was. Um, Psalm 1 verse 1, where it says, um, blessed is he who, who basically working with ungodly counsel. And sometimes we think ungodly counsel comes just from unbelievers. But I think yeah. the most dangerous of ungodly counsel can come from <laughs> believers because it's wrapped in, it's, it's wrapped in, I don't know. <laughs> It's wrapped in Christianese. Yeah, I think like, you know, like God said or something like that. And it's yeah, hard for us to kind of not even take this one because we're like, oh, this person's a Christian. Um, but yeah. sometimes it could just be that they don't even know what you're saying. Maybe not even intentionally, but they just don't know what you're saying in in that situation. And like, it's very important that we are able to discern, you know, that this yeah. thing that this person is saying of God or not of God. Exactly. It's like, basically, it's wrapped in, in Christianese. Um, I, I, let me just read the scripture. 
Samson, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man who works not in the counsel of the ungodly, you know, stands in the path of sinners, not sits in the seat of discomfort, right? So, like, when we even say, like, yeah, bad communication or evil communication corrupts good manners, sometimes, um, yeah, it's, it, such communication can come from the very people you may not suspect that it's supposed to come from. So we need to be very discerning as a people and also work with the wisdom of God. Um, also work with the wisdom of God. We have to know the places we we shouldn't be in, the people we shouldn't be speaking with, the kind of contents we should not be consuming. I mean, we live in a content world. <laughs> the kind of the kind of content created. That, that, that's a whole different ball game out there, right there. <laughs> Content creation, oh my god. <laughs> the kind of content we, we, we should stay away from as much as much as we can. Um like for me personally, I've tried to yeah. I'm I'm not really on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, right? But I'm a bit active on IG and I'm not really active on IG. Basically, I've I've tried to tailor what I get to consume, right? Even like with WhatsApp, there are people who's Status I really never get to open because I may be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may be shocked. So I, I can take back. Can't take back the opening. You can't close it back. You've already yeah. already. I feel that. I've just hated such people, right? I'm just like, nah, just stay your own. If you want to talk to me, talk to me, but just stay on your day, right? Stay on your day. And for me, yeah, so like that, that place really. Makes sense. Show evil companions. Just yeah, respect yourself because sometimes respect <laughs> yourself. Yeah, it's true because sometimes I mean, like you said earlier, it's a him we can all relate with. Sometimes you're able, you're let's say you've been able to say, I think we've been using lies a lot, but let's say in the case you are prone to stealing, mm-hmm. you've been able to say no to this for a long period of time, and it seems as though you've gotten free of it. Or your, it's it's a good old tale. It's it's not something that that could happen anymore. Sometimes, or a lot of times, the devil uses the tool of evil communication to rope us back into that particular habit, and it happens. Yeah. And and that's the funny thing, right? It's funny to say this, but one of the fruits of the spirit is patience, and mm-hmm. Satan is very patient. <laughs> How ironic. He's <laughs> very patient, right? He's very he's not in a hurry to nah, he's not the same way God is not in a hurry to get you to become like a Peter or a Paul or a Jesus. The same way the devil is not in a hurry to make you into Hitler. He's very satisfied <laughs> with those little steps, those little wrong steps. He's very satisfied with so if he knows that, yes, it'll take me six months to get let me use a fictional name, to get Kenny back to being a cheater oh. by just a little bit of evil communication here and there. He's going to embark on that project. He's very okay with it. He's going to embark on that project six months down the line. If you're not careful, you see yourself right back where <laughs> you never thought you were going to be. So yeah, again, like we should just please just respect yourself and you know Bible calls it like little foxes that destroy yeah, the vines. Yeah, exactly. That will be eating you, eating you, eating you until you the wound will just open and <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And you know when you talk about patience, it also takes me back again to Jesus's temptation. Um I, I something that I learned from that it wasn't it wasn't my experience <laughs> from Jesus' experience was very humble. It didn't allow pride to you know make it was I feel like he was patient and he was humble. He didn't allow pride to because he he knew he God he was really he had everything in his hand. And then Satan was tempting him like, you know, you should not live but much not live by bread alone. I'm sorry, um if you are the son of God, command that these stones be made made bread. You know, at that time I feel like Christ had the option of being proud. Like who are you to even think that I cannot make this bread? You know, who are you to think that I cannot turn this stone to bread and, and provide food for everyone to eat and eat it and be strong? But at yeah. that time, Christ knew that this is a trap. So he was like, man shall not live by bread alone. The devil was trying to, you know, build that um, 
build that um this thing up in Christ and Christ I feel like for me that that sounds like a little bit like patience to me not being patient with the devil in that sense but being patient in with his own you know with that situation with his own self knowing that this thing is surely going to end you know mm-hmm. so he was also being humble and with his with himself knowing that he was you know he's the, he's the king of the entire is the he has everything in his hand he has all the power that he that he has but but being wise in that he was also being wise in that situation so I just felt like I should just um point that out there as well when you talked about patience i feel like that kind of you know relates a little bit to that yeah it does it does it, it's a very important so well please yes strong evil companions strong evil. i don't think it can be really overstated um yeah it's it's yeah it's it can't be overstated strong evil companions and the 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 very the very I don't I don't know if I should say it's the best or the worst of evil companions. They are hiding like um wolf in sheep's clothing. So yeah, let, let's all be careful. Yeah, let's all be careful. So yeah, you said you had other things to share. Um um, so I was going to talk about just very briefly um, a few things. Number one is the, you know, origin of temptation itself. Like, you know, I was listening to, I think I was listening to, I don't know if it's a, if it's a song, was it a song or was it someone that was, was it a book? I don't even know, I can't remember, but I was listening to something just a few days ago. And the person was saying that we are not the origin of temptation. I don't know how to put it, but like Satan is the origin of temptation. Satan, you know, some sort some, Different literature will say there's there's the devil, there's sin, uh, sorry, our desires, our fleshly, you know, human nature desires, and then there is um, the world. So those are the things that really tempt us. It's not, it's clearly said in the Bible that God cannot tempt us to sin. Yeah. So that's even out of the equation. But looking at all the, um, I feel like it's important for us to note the origins of temptation so that when we are being tempted, we don't, and I know this might sound weird, but so that we don't start feeling like, what have I done? to be tempted? Why am I being tempted? Like, what have I, um, you know, why is this coming to me? Like, why is, if you don't know how that thing is coming, if you cannot trace back the origin of temptation, we might not know how to handle it or how to deal with it. If, if we don't know that we're being tempted because of our of our loss or our desires of our, of our flesh, yeah. we don't know how to handle it. If, if we don't know that this one is coming from Satan, you know, in a way, we might not know how to handle it. If we don't know that it's coming from the world, the things that are in the world, the, the cares of this life and all those things, we might not know how to handle it. So it's very important for us to have that knowledge. And, you know, having all this knowledge is not just for us to just have this in our head and be able to preach it back mm-hmm. to someone, but for us to internalize it and yeah. have wisdom and understanding so that when we enter those kind of um, situations, we're able to handle it better. So just for us to note, you know, the origins of temptation, and there are scriptures that can back it up. Um, and Bible says that, I, I don't even know which one I should open right now, but uh, it, says, it says, do not let anyone who say, do not let anyone who is tempted say, I am being tempted by God, because God is not tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one with evil. And I think that's James chapter mm-hmm. 1, verse 13. Mm-hmm. So there are so many scriptures that tells us the origin of temptations. It may not really tell you that it's, it may not really say in the Bible that this is the world, or this is Satan, or this is this thing. But if you, even if you just Google, like, scriptures, you will see so many ones that tell you how we can be tempted as human beings. And I just feel like it's very important for us to know those things so that we know what we are dealing with. We know what we are fighting and how to fight it properly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's number one. Do you have anything to say to that? <laughs> you don't ask me a question. <laughs> well, yeah. I... Podcasting. <laughs> the scripture. Yeah. I'm not the podcasting. Anyway, the, the scripture you shared um, says basically God doesn't tempt us. We are tempted by our own desires. And like you said, it's it's very important for for us to know um, where, th- where that's coming from. Um, for example, I don't know why this lie of it is. Please, I don't lie. You're <laughs> just coming to your mind, right? Maybe God is trying to warn you that something will happen that will make you want to lie. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. So, like the idea of lies and lying, right? You you think about it and it's like, oh, it's not. First of, God is not tempting you to lie. Secondly, you should also know that only reason. You can be tempted to lie, is because there's a desire in you that feels like lying is the way out or lying is the way to 
satisfy that desire. It may be an insecurity, right? It may be if because I mean the enemy of us of these things are solutions to a problem. It's like a businessman, right? Businesses exist to solve problems, but sometimes the the solution they 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 provide to us are are not are, are fake. <laughs> They are fake solutions, right? But they present it as though those solutions would solve our problems. And oftentimes that is what the enemy does, right? So it's like you you have the God-designed desire, right? Of okay, yeah. Um you how how do they put this? You're sexually aroused, right? It's a God-designed desire, right? So what you're desiring is to be sexually satisfied right and and that happens that's a desire but then the enemy offers you a wrong solution especially if you're not married he offers you a wrong solution right and what he's seeing what you're seeing is not really that it's seen sometimes what you're really seeing is i have this problem this is a solution to my problem and he knows so it's like a blind side a blind side really he knows like all you really want to do is just fulfill this desire by any means necessary, right? And then he offers you that trade-off of you doing something wrong to fulfill that desire. And that's what happens a lot of the time. So, like, yeah, it goes back to your desire. So it's it's sometimes when if it's anger for you, if it's um cheating for you, if it's greed for you, whatever it is, it's important to just sit back, right? And and this is something I I I, I by God's grace, I try to practice as well. It's like sitting back and tracing these thoughts, right? Because it oftentimes would start as a thought, oh, do this, do this, do that, do that. And trace these thoughts and see what particular desire it is. It has hinged itself upon, right? And when you're able to do that, you're then able to say, okay, this is what I desire, right? How do I go about this, the God kind of way that at the end of the day, um, I please God, um, in spite of whatever I do, I didn't really like please God in spite of whatever I do. And for me, yeah, that's yeah. that's really what I I have to say to what you said. So yes, it it goes back to our desires as a people. So we the same way we like to study books and study other people, we should learn to study ourselves because mm-hmm. yeah. yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't be ignorant of 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 ourselves like exactly. you don't know yourself you don't know your your weaknesses you don't know what the things that you easily fall for things that easily like this bible says the things that easily beset us everyone has exactly. what exactly. the things that easily beset them so don't think that because somebody else is is i want to say lying but you 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 use lying a lot oh. <laughs> somebody is easily prone to fornication that somebody or some people are not really prone to fornication not, not like they're not tempted but maybe for them it's something that they've been able to master by the grace of god but for some people it's just i don't want to use the word little things but for some people it's something else maybe it's just being yeah. angry that like just cannot help so you need to Sweet know pride. yourself study yourself jealousy and study uh, yeah jealousy a lot of things jealousy pride bitterness in you know, unforgiveness exactly so those things so study yourself to the point whereby you are able to catch yourself in that moment when you are when it looks like you're about to fall into that temptation or into that sin mm-hmm. and also study like know the world when the world you are not supposed to walk around this world blindly like we know that you know desires or temptation can come from so many sources in the world so let's not be ignorant about all these things and being aware of these things is so that we're also not and i'm going to talk about this more so that we don't um you know beat ourselves up you know um i'll talk about this in another in another in another section of what i want to say okay um let's move on <laughs> also the <laughs> second thing that i wanted to point out um uh-huh. is when you are in the temptation itself like when you are dealing with that because sometimes temptation is not just a moment it can be like a stretch a long period of time it can yeah. be that you have someone says go and think about it and you're thinking about what to do you know all throughout that period that's a period of temptation you're, you're thinking should i sign that contract that you know that is not right or should i do that thing or should i you know agree to that you know ungodly relationship that you know is not right sometimes it can be a, a moment that you are to make a decision sometimes it can be a long stretch of time so when we are facing the temptation itself, like how do we react to it? And really, I'm from the Bible. I don't, the, the like I said, one of my favorite, favorite, you know, scriptures um, or um, Bible chapters or verses, I don't know how to put it, on temptation is Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ um, 
and temptation. I really love the way that he responded to the enemy and when mm-hmm. he was being tempted. I really love the fact that he was really just, I feel like he was just like in his mind looking at him like, look at this one. Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, I mean, I know that, you know, Christ was weak in that moment physically, but I don't think that he was weak spiritually. I don't think that for a second he was weak spiritually. He was, he was, he was guarded. He had you know, Bible says that she put on the full armor of God. I don't yeah. know if Christ put on the full armor of God because he's God, but let's assume <laughs> that he had the full armor of God in that moment because he was also human as well. So it's, you know, in the moment of temptation, we can be weak physically. You know, we might even, sometimes you might cry because that thing is so strong. It's so hard. Like, I want to do this thing in that yeah. moment. But let's not be weak spiritually. Let's not allow that moment of temptation to be, or oh, that's, that period when we are being tempted to now be the time when we are no longer fellowshipping with God, when we are no yeah. longer talking to God. Because it's very, 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 very easy. I found myself in that, you know, space a lot of times. Like when I'm being tempted, I'm very, very tempted to not talk to God. I'm very tempted. <laughs> I'm very, there's like two temptations in one. So you are being tempted by something, but you're also being tempted not to do something. So I'm being tempted. I'm, I'm, I find that I'm, I'm, I, I get tempted to not talk to God, to not preach, not fellowship, because I'm just thinking about that thing. Like, how do I get out of this situation? Like, what, 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 what should I say to that? What answer should I give to that thing? It's very important that we are not being weak spiritually when we are already weak physically so that we don't just fall to the ground completely because the devil doesn't need your physical strength, really. He doesn't need you to be able to lift up, you know, weight when you are in temptation. He need, what, what, what really can resist the enemy in that moment is your spiritual strength, is your capacity, yeah. is, yeah. is what, you are, what you have inside of you. That's what you are able to use um, to defeat the enemy and just drawing from the experience of Jesus Christ, like I said earlier, he was very humble. He did not see himself as 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 too much. He did not think of of himself as God. So he did not he did not say that oh because I'm God, you know I would just listen. I feel like we humans, we are the worst. You know, when it comes to that, we think we are so strong. We think that we are everything. Like we have the strength, but we don't. You know, so let's not let's not let's not give ourselves over to the enemy because of pride and all of that. And let's just try to, um, in that moment, like I said, um, just to summarize it to make sure that we are fresh people God, we are quoting the scriptures, you know, back at the end, when he's trying to quote, you know, things to us, we are, and I wrote, I wrote something here in my Bible, I said that the only um, conversation that we need to have with the enemy is when we are rebuking him. Really, we have no business, you know, conversing with the enemy. And if you go, if you look back at Adam and Eve in, in, in the garden, was it not when they were conversing with the serpent that they were able to, to commit that sin? <laughs> it was it was during that conversation. So we, as Christians, we really have no business, you know, communing of you know talking to the to the to, to the enemy unless when we are rebuking him or telling him that you cannot do this. I'm a child of God. That's the legit and the you know, the most legit <laughs> conversation I think that we should be having with the enemy. And that's what Christ did. Each time the enemy said, "You are son of God, do this," he would quote back the scriptures to him. Each time the enemy said, "Do this," he would quote back the scriptures to him. So it's very important to really. Um, be strong. Um, even that the hymn says that ask the savior to help you um comfort, comfort, strengthen, and keep he's willing to aid you and he'll carry you through. Um, so it's very important that we are strong in the Lord and the power of his mind, and that we are, you know, being being weak and being um strong spiritually so that we don't give in um in our moments of, of physical weakness or you know, goodness, emotional weakness or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, that that's <laughs> oh my days is interesting. But yeah, that's that's very accurate. That that's that's true. I, I rebuke rebuke the enemy. Rebuke the enemy. A, a scripture that's just came to mind as well is um yeah, it says I think it's in James. Yeah, it's in James where it says we should submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Um, I think for me, just yeah, one of the important things to before you resist the devil, if anything, before you resist the devil, before you're even able to resist mm-hmm. the devil, you have to be submitted to God. It's yeah, I, I think that's that's the only thing I have to say. Like before. Before you go and say, devil, leave this place, or one thing or another thing, 
you have to be submitted to God, right? Um, when Jesus walked the earth, um, he saw him resisting many devils, but one thing he was very loud about, um, <laughs> I feel like calling him a talkative, but one thing he was very loud about, he's always saying, uh, I am my father and one, what my father says is what I say, what my father does is what I do, what I see my father do is what I do, it's like, he okay. was very submitted to the father, and from that place of submission, he was able to, because how would, it, it even reminds me of the centurion coming to say, I'm a man under authority, and I'm a man with people under my authority. How would you be mm -hmm. able to resist when you're not submitted to anything, right? So, yes. yeah, that's that's just what I have to say. Um, that's, I, I, is that all you're going to say? I think there was, there's one final thing you... Yeah, the, the final aspect that I want to talk about, and that is okay. dealing with the guilt when you've already, you know, given into temptation. Yeah. Listen, see... I have had times where I I walked into temptation. Like I used my two legs to go into it. Like you know, like <laughs> I used my two legs to go into it. And then it, there's a particular one that I really, really, really like. I want to talk about. It was a few years ago, and I did something. I'm not going to say what I did, but I, I did something that I and that that one I knew that I walked into this thing. Like first of all. God was already warning me about that situation. And yet he warned me about it this time around through someone. Someone said, just called me and told me people so so thing will happen or it's about to happen. Or just told me something. And I had that in my in my mind. But I, I wasn't sure when it was going to happen or how it was going to happen. But I knew that someone had called me to warn me about that situation. Mm. And then when that thing eventually started happening, God started impressing it upon my heart to talk to someone that was close to me at the time, but I refused. Like, there, there would usually be times where I would be with this person. And it's as if, you know when it's as if somebody put their hand in your mouth for the words to come out? I would feel like as if something, God was putting his hand in my mouth. Like, people say something, like, tell this person, like, but I did not say anything. I kept it to myself. I, I packed it to my chest. I said, no, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I packed it to my chest. And honestly, I felt like a pack of cards in that situation. I felt... When my eye now clear, you know how do you say it? When my eye was already clear, <laughs> I was so hurt. I felt so bad. Like I couldn't forgive myself. Oh my god, I, I felt I, I felt like I destroyed myself. Like I just felt so bad. Like mm. I, I couldn't. The guilt was so heavy on me, and I just mm. started to cry. I was so sad and everything. And then after all the cry, and I was genuinely sorry. So obviously, you know, just being just because you realize you have done something wrong doesn't mean you are sorry about it or that you repent of it. But in that, I was genuinely repentant. I was sorry that I'd done what I, I did or what I'd done. I was very sorry. I was repentant. I was convicted. Everything, whatever word you can use, everything happened to me. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, the part I'm going to is that after all that, my you know my genuine con um, conviction and repentance and everything, I couldn't shake off the guilt from myself. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't just, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that I'd done what I did. So I couldn't shake off that feeling of guilt. And I knew in my mind that God had forgiven me, but the enemy really, really took advantage of me that period. He he entered my life in such a way that I started to feel like I started to feel so heavy that I started to feel like real darkness around me. Yeah. And I knew that God had forgiven me of that thing, but because I was still in my I couldn't let it go. I couldn't let go of the fact that you know I did that thing. The enemy took advantage of that to the point by I started to feel like real. Sometimes even physical darkness, like nothing was bright to, to me anymore. Do you get it? Like I would even go out, like you know, when you go out and everywhere, nothing was everywhere was just dark around me. It was like I was just be I was in darkness. It's like I was sitting in darkness. And I knew that that was the enemy just trying to keep me down. So for months and months and months and months after that, I, I was just down. I couldn't even pray. I couldn't talk to God. I couldn't, you know, fellowship with God to the point whereby God had to start sending people to me in different ways to let me know that, girl, you are forgiven. Like, really? <laughs> God had to start singling me out in, in, in ways that let me know that. It, it, it happened at least, at least, I think, two or three times, whereby I would just find myself in conversation whereby someone would just say something and just let me know that, like, God loves you. Like, they don't know what I'm going to do. They didn't know what I was going to do. They don't know that, that, that something that was happening to me. But we'll just be talking and just go in a way that we just say, people, God loves you. Like, because I was feeling very low about the situation, I was really already on the ground, even though I knew that God had forgiven me. God was just trying to find various ways to just lift me up and encourage me to let me know that like I was mm -hmm. forgiven, that I was loved, and that I can just move with my life, you know, mm -hmm. from that situation. 
And I just really wanted to just say that, like, at the end of the day, even when we have, you know, committed, you know, done something that is wrong, it is not God's plan for us to remain on the floor. Like, um, mm. one of my favorite, favorite, favorite musicians of all time, Jonathan Macrino, is a song that he has that says that. says that. Everybody knows that. So there's something that that says <laughs> it says um see we all have fallen but we can't stay on the ground for long because after a while you start thinking that recovery is not an option and you're wrong. So basically when you're falling that's not the time to stay on the ground. God wants to lift you up. It it it's it's it, it, um it breaks his heart obviously to see that's, us. That's you know, the high, right? Oh no, that's better. Okay, better. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Promise to the better, but yeah. I really, really listen to Jonathan a lot, a lot in that. In that, if any this particular situation I'm talking about, oh my god, I listen to him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, so we cannot really um, it, like I said, it breaks God's heart to see that, that we, you know, we commit, you know, we do certain things or we take certain steps or actions, but at the same time, it is never His will for us to stay on the ground because at some point when you're on that ground, you will just remain there. Like you will even mm-hmm. not, you not see any reason to get up, and it's not God's intention for us to have guilt, you know, destroy us. Guilt is something that's very subtle but very real. Like very strong. Like if you allow you to stay in your house, you will never ever forgive yourself, and you will never ever be able to enjoy God's forgiveness. You never be able mm-hmm. to enjoy God's love in that situation. So it's very important to know that, like, it is not in us wanting to um, stay on the ground or feel weak or feel bad about what we have done. Mm. That's not what God happy. That's not that's not the way to God's heart. The way to God's heart is genuine repentance and you know confession. And after that, move on. After that, take the grace of God. Take what you've learned from that situation and move on. Um, so yeah. let's you know, let's give ourselves grace and allow us allow ourselves to enjoy God's forgiveness, allow ourselves to enjoy God's grace in our lives and not be bound by the sins of our past or by the mm. sins that we've committed. Because the Bible says that um I don't know if it's Galatians chapter six or I don't know, I can't remember, but um we're no longer what oh my god. Um something something bondage. <laughs> Is it right? You know, it's, it's I know it's Galatians something this one, something, something about bondage. I can't remember it, but we're not longer bound, we're not, but we're not in bondage to sin or mm. to whatever it is that we have done. When we have, you know, genuinely, you know, confessed and repented of those things, um, God has forgiven us, God loves us, and God doesn't want us to remain defeated. It's the plan mm. of the enemy for us to remain defeated and to remain kicked down and to remain on the floor forever. But it is God's grace, it is God's plan for us to get up, you know, continue the journey with Him and continue to hold his hand till the very end. So yeah. that's what I wanted to point out. Yeah, no, that's that, that's very important. Um if you're listening to this and you came this far, because this should be like 15 minutes in, I think yeah, we all need to hold on to that. If you fall, just get see. I'm at the point, I don't know if this would happen to me again, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm at the point in, I've come to a place in my work with God where I've made so much mistakes. And even of recent times, I've made mistakes, right? And to be honest, if someone sees me, they'll think I'm not remorseful or I'm not repentant because I'm like David. I've almost become like David, right? In that scripture where, in, in that place in scripture where he was praying for God to to give his son life. The son he had with Bathsheba, but God was going to take that son away. And at the point when God took that son away, he was like, I know, please give me food to eat. And they were asking David, ah. but right now we are just mourning. And he said, ah, but God has taken the child. What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's, that's like when when i sleep up when i make mistakes i tell myself like mm-hmm. that's not the goal for me right is to fight this fight till the end the goal for me mm-hmm. and that's the only thing i promise myself no matter the cost of this fight i'm going to fight it to the end when i make i just i just say ah God have mercy on me, oh. have mercy on me. I, but I get up oh, and I act like I try to act my like it did not even happen that day at all. Like I just move on with my life, right? And that's that that's it for everyone because it's yeah, the enemies, yeah, he's he's smart. I give him credit. 
I'm still dealing with it. Like I'm still like I feel like it's something I have to deal with. I'm still that I'm still dealing uh-huh. with it. I'm still in that place where I I I find it hard to pick myself up because and I think it's pride because because I feel like I should have done that. Definitely pride. I feel mm-hmm. like, oh, why did I even, how did I even get to the point where I even did that? Like, how could me, you know, how could I do such a thing? But really, there's no pride. There's no need to be proud about anything. We're humans. Mm-hmm. We're humans. We're not bigger than God. Even God was tempted. Even Jesus Christ was tempted. We're not bigger than temptation. We're not bigger than God. We're not bigger than any. We're not bigger than really God. That's what I want to say about that. We're not bigger than God. So let's not allow pride to make us think that we are both temptation. We are above yes. sin. We're not above it. What we have is the power of God and the strength of God, but we are not above, you know, being tempted. So when, if we do fall, like, it's very important that we don't allow pride to keep us back there. That's, yeah. you know, and I really thank God that I'm doing this podcast because I think that, you know, if such a thing happens to me, I'll be able to come back and listen to it and encourage my own self with this. Because like mm-hmm. I said, honestly, I still struggle with really picking myself back up very quickly, you know, after a fall. But I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. Yeah, like the, the enemy is very smart. He's a businessman, right? You know, like companies will say, Oh, the strategy for the year is this you do this and you do that mm-hmm. and you do that. Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. The enemy is like, mm-hmm. So the strategy is to get this child of God to lie. And when they lie, we employ the next strategy, which is to make them feel guilty. All of these things is to just keep you away from um being one with God, right? At the end of the day. So, yeah, if you're listening to this. Get back up. If you've made if you've done it, right? Let's just be on Proverbs. It's written in the book of Proverbs. If you fail in the day of adversity, it means that your strength is small. So all of those questions of how can I do this? How could look what you've your done? Strength small, your strength was small, basically. Your strength was small. Just just yeah. own it like I mess up. I did not have enough strength. Moving on. <laughs> I've learned my, yeah. I'll try and learn the lesson I need to learn from the situation and move on mm-hmm. and, and, and try to do the right thing the next time. There's no use staying. There's there's really no use. There's there's really no use, right? Look at the heroes of faith. Look at David. Let's let's use David as an example. He does the wrong thing. He asks. David will even say it is against God I have seen. So you know even consign it's 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 not really you're not his business. The enemy is not his yeah. business. It is yes. God I have wronged. God have God, rescued me. Like, against you alone. Against you. Yeah, alone. against God, you alone have I sinned. You do that, you move on, and that's it. You just move on, right? Yeah. Any uh, can it, can I, I heard um Kenneth Hagin say something like a man who was in such a situation, unless you're going to call God a liar, because the Bible says that if you ask him for forgiveness. He is willing and he is able to forgive your sins, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible clearly says that. So you're calling God a liar if you think that he's holding it against you. You're calling God a liar yeah. if you think that he has some like, yeah, it's like, I mean, if you feel like he's a human with tendencies to say, oh, you did this, so I'm going to, uh, I mean, so it's agree. Another thing that would even help anyone listening this, listening to this and myself as well is that, I've come to see that sometimes we treat, we treat, um, we we project ourselves on God, right? So God, yeah. it's like this is how the way you're you're seeing seeing it is that like oh God is me and this is how I'd have treated somebody they did me wrong basically. Mm-hmm. So you now think that that's how God will treat you because you've done him wrong. But God mm-hmm. is bigger than you. He's way bigger than you. He's better. He's more mature than you. So um, <laughs> get up. Um, I really love that feeling. He's really more mature than us. He really, yeah, and he, yeah. and that's why he's God. Like he's the one we have seen the game. So if the person you have seen the game says like, "It's okay." Like honestly, yeah. what's, why is still there? Get up and and move on with your life. And um, yeah, and at the end of the day, by God's grace, um, we would overcome. We would all overcome by 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 God's grace. We would all overcome. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the journey. I really love the hymn. I really do. If you've not done it, don't yield to it. Ask God for strength. He is, he is willing, He is able to provide you with strength to say no. If you've done it, you ask for mercy, you get back on and you get back into the fight. It's as simple as that, right? Don't yeah. don't let yeah, the enemy should not make a fool of us. He can if we choose to um go in our own strength. He can and he definitely would. If we even choose to go by our own wisdom, because come, we are not. Think of the oldest person you know in this world. The devil is far older than that person. So he has. Think of Church GPT. See what Church GPT is doing around the world. 
the, the enemy has so much data. He has so much, so much data, so much data that has that would and has helped him to 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 form so many strategies to use and defeat yeah. humans. Right. Yeah. So you need something much more elderly than him, which is God's wisdom yeah. and God's strength. So yeah, leverage on that because you have it. You're a son of God, you're a child of God. So you have it. So leverage on that. Don't if you're going by your own strength and by your own wisdom, I I I bet you, I promise you you would fail. <laughs> I guarantee you 100%. I can bet on that. Yeah. Yeah, you would feel so. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, people, please pray for us. And um, we've come to the end of this yeah, conversation. All right. Um, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we just want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for all that we've discussed, all that we've said, and how you've really, really spoken through us and to us and to everyone that is listening. We say we will be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray Amen. that you give us the grace to go out there in your strength, in your power, in your mind, and give Amen. us the grace to yield not to temptation that will come our way in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray, O oh Lord, that our strength will not be small in the name of Jesus. We pray Amen. that even if we fall, when we fall, if we fall, Lord, I pray that you give us the grace to stand back on our feet for us to be genuinely convinced and converted back and you know to come back to you again in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And I pray, Lord, I, that even as this, you know, we, we we finish um recording, I pray that you give us the grace to, you know, these things that were spoken today, for us to even come back, for you to speak back to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.